and welcome back to Sea Red UK, where quite simply it's a Chicago Bulls thing. I'm Matt, and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? Uh, yeah, um, I'm not really sure how to answer that, to be honest with you. My head is absolutely spinning with this Bulls team. Um, obviously, it's in a positive light tonight, which is great, which I really didn't expect to be uh, coming off the back of good news. Um but yeah, I was I was out. I was completely off the ledge, and now I'm like trying to keep my toes on the top of the ledge to keep me from falling completely. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, it's who knows with this Bulls team. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's just nobody expected last night. Well, this morning for us, um, you know, it was what two a.m. tip. Yes. Recording this at half eight. Um, we're still going so putting the hours in today to talk bulls but we we love it so exactly exactly um yeah obviously before we get into the higher last night um we start with the negative as seems to happen every time with bulls you will get something good and then we get some <laughs> shit yeah and, true. Uh, we've got a wash bomb um, this afternoon, or well, it was this afternoon for us, of uh, Lonzo Ball potentially requires a third surgery followed by six months of rehab slash slash recovery. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, before I have my say on it, I'll uh, I'll let you have your say. Yeah, well. See, the thing is, the way it was trending, unfortunately, this is kind of half expected, at least, to be what was going to eventually come out. I, I'm actually surprised it came out this side of the off-season. I'm glad it did. It gives that little bit more time for them to, to concentrate on on getting it done. But for me now, and I put this up on Twitter earlier on, I, I know you saw it, it's kind of gone beyond basketball for me now, really. I just feel sorry for the kid. Um I mean, he's potentially looking at this last surgery as being career-defining. Um, whatever about how much he's cost us and how little we've got out of him or how much we, we kind of need him back and all that. I mean, just think about what that must be doing to his head. I mean, he must be absolutely devastated. And, and I feel sorry for him and I wish him all the best and I hope he recovers for it, from it, should I say. And whether he comes back to the Bulls or whether he takes his career elsewhere, I don't know. But um, it's sad news. Sad, sad news for him and, and obviously sad news for the Bulls as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it, it pisses me off when you see people saying, I don't care because he's got his money and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he has got his money, but he also wants to play basketball. Of course. And... That's what pisses me off more about the way Jamarant is at the minute. Because yeah. he can play basketball, he's just choosing to be a knob. So, <laughs> you know, and yeah, all right, he's going down this mental health route now with everything. But, you know, just stop being a knob and play basketball. Simple as. Whereas Lonzo wants to play basketball and can't. Yeah. And like you say, it's get, you know, Take away the basketball side, you've got to look at it from a obviously the personal side for him. Yeah. At what, definitely. 24, 25, whatever age he is, he's potentially looking at having to retire if this doesn't work. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, he's made his money, he's got other sideline projects, but he's put all his life into becoming a, an NBA player. And he was, he's a good one at it as well. Yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately, he's not the first that it's going to have happened to, and he's not going to be the last. Some people's bodies just aren't um, capable of coping with the pressures of professional sports, I guess. Mm. Um, I mean, you've only got to look at Lamelo Ball as well. He seemed, unfortunately, he seems to be going the same way. Right. Picking up. You know, I mean, Lonzo's never been healthy. And, and unfortunately, it looks like Lamelo's going the same way. I mean, I know a broken ankle's, or a fractured ankle's a fractured ankle. 
but it come from nothing. Yeah. You know, it was just a step back and his ankle went. But he's also been out with wrist injuries. He's been out with whatever else, you know, numerous different injuries already this year. And it's just unfortunate. It seems like the Ball brothers' bodies just, you know, even at such a young age, just aren't up to the rigours of a professional sports career. Especially the way they play, because they both play fast and, um, you know, there's a lot of lateral quickness and all that sort of thing to their games. And uh, it does put an awful lot of pressure on the body when you play that way. I mean, you only have to look at Derek Rose, the way he used to contort his body and uh, and look at the damage it did and, and to his body. And, and it, the Ball brothers seem to be kind of the same, same kind of... Uh, Makeup, I suppose. Yeah, um, and I mean, I don't want to sound heartless or anything like that, but you move away from the personal aspect and you look at it from a bull's point of view. You know, obviously, the Wojbomb says potentially having to look at a third surgery or a third procedure. You know, it's the 10th of March tomorrow, <laughs> right? Well, near enough the 10th of March now by the t- as we're recording this. Mm-hmm. So six months, that's obviously early September. That's if he goes in in the next couple of days. Yeah. You know, so are they still umming and ahhing about it? Are they trying to work out whether he needs to do it or what? You know, so they, this could go on for another two weeks. And then by oh, that point, easily. you're at the end of March, which then means you're at the end of September for this six-month return. You know, say, so does he miss training camp? And to me, even if he has this procedure, whatever it's going to be, obviously there's no guarantee they work out what's wrong with him. There's no guarantee they fix what's wrong with him. No. And you think by, what, June, July, whenever it is that free agency opens, Bulls kind of need an answer then. Yeah. Because if they leave it till September, October, like we did last year, we go through all the way through free agency. We don't pick up another um, point guard, whether it's to be a backup, starter, whatever. We're in the same position next year. Mm-hmm. And I personally don't want to be in that position where it's like, yeah, well, Lonzo will be back by Christmas. Oh, I'll be back by the All-Star break. Oh, no, we're shutting him down. And then we miss another year. And we miss the like what is it, the disabled player exception, whatever they call it. Yeah. We miss out on that again because 20 million and a crucial roster spot is killing the Bulls. And I mean, there was a, I saw a tweet from, is it Bobby Marks saying that, um, you know, it's pointless Bulls even trying to get him off the roster at the minute because it's still have to pay anyway. Yeah. And it doesn't free up any cap space. So, we're kind of stuck, which, like I say, it, it, obviously I'm assuming if he chooses to retire, it might change things rather than Bulls saying he's not fit to play. Um, because essentially he walked away from the contract, then, doesn't he? I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, technically um, that's him breaking the terms of the contract as opposed to the Bulls breaking the terms of the yeah. contract. But obviously, Bulls aren't going to push for that. No, so, you know we're potentially looking at going into a second year without our starting point guard, and yeah. potentially not being in a position to do anything about it either, because we've got enough of our own players at the minute or coming up who are on expiring deals that we need to get sorted, and we need to work out who we're bringing back without having to try and squeeze another legit point guard in. So, yeah, it's just it's a complete mess. <laughs> and like I say, to me, I just hope Bulls are on top of it this time rather than letting yeah. it drag. Well, I mean, yeah. surely they have to be. I mean, you've got to learn your lesson from what's happened in the last <clears throat> kind of, what is it, 13, 14 months more? Yeah, um, and they've got to they've got to they've got to realise that in order for the team to progress and move forward, a decision, no matter how difficult it's going to have to be, has to be made. Yeah, and well, 
I mean, moving away from Lonzo a little bit, maybe that's why we've uh, guaranteed Carlick Jones for three years, no, a year and two years non-guarantee. <laughs> maybe he's the point guard of the future. Hmm. Maybe. Or not. He'll just he's, stay with the city. Yeah, he needs he needs a lot of work before he's ready. But um, yeah. when's that ever stop Bulls from doing something like that? Yeah, okay. Um, we're point point made. He <laughs> fits Billy's uh, Billy's size and everything, doesn't he? So, mm-hmm. but Starting anyway, center. away from the negative stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, away from the negative stuff, and we'll go on to the game last night because. Nobody was expecting it, and it's lifted everybody's mood, I think. Yeah. Um, obviously, we went into Denver. They were top of the West. Uh, was it a four-game win streak, nine-game win streak at home? Uh-huh. Only lost four times at home this year yep. or this season. Yeah. And Bulls go in and come away, 117-96 winners. Yep. And they were never out of it either. No. <laughs> Not at all. Maybe the well, first mem- two, three minutes. Two, yeah. When they went on an 11 0 run or whatever it was. Yeah. And you're and thinking, then... oh, I'll just finish it. <laughs> just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then the game seemed to be played between sort of six and nine points, didn't it then? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they'd raced, didn't they? get my words out they'd race out into them sort of six to nine point leads and then Bulls would just drag it back and I mean we was only four down at the end of the first quarter um, and then was it two down at half one down at half 52-51 at the half I think it was yeah I knew it was close yeah and at that point you're kind of thinking don't do it <laughs> don't do it <laughs> yeah because you just knew they were going to come out in the second, or you just thought, should I say, they were going to come out in the second half and blow it and let Nuggets basically kill them off in that third and then just play with them in the fourth a little bit. Um, but, and that's how it started, wasn't it, in the third? Was it Aaron Gordon went for sort of like 12 points in the first? Yeah, yeah, Aaron Gordon ridiculous. was uh, on it there. You know, and they pulled away, didn't they? And then all of a sudden, it was just Bulls went, nah, F this. This is our game. And then we actually won the third quarter, 36-24. Right. And then we won the fourth, 30-20. Yep. And it's just the Jekyll and Hyde of this Bulls (laughs) team, isn't it? It's just the back. (laughs) It's just just (laughs) impossible to keep up. That's why I said my head is spinning. Uh, you know, <laughs> you just don't know. You really just don't know with them. Uh, you know, I was saying in the last episode, Bulls logic is dead. But this was a prime example of Bulls logic. There's no way we should have won this game. All the odds were stacked against us winning this game. <laughs> the team was far superior to us. They had a great home record. They're on a winning streak. <laughs> We've been playing shit. You know, we <laughs> and then in we come and we, and we blow them out in the second half. And the thing is... <clears throat> They were at full strength as well. Yeah. So this, I mean, it's like in our in the Facebook group when obviously we do our prediction things every, every before every game. Yes. And I actually said it's either going to be the best win of the season or <laughs> the worst loss of the season. Yeah. There was going to be no in between. And I think we've got the, I mean, in the end I went for the latter, but we've got the earlier choice of... Yeah, probably the best win of the season because to me that's what it is and you know like I've said before I, I'm not getting too high and I'm not getting too low at the minute because to me the most <laughs> important game this week is now the Rockets game right the lonely yeah. Rockets yeah because that win last night means Jack if we don't beat Rockets right and you know that's been the story of our season and yeah, this, you know, I, I can appreciate a good Bulls win, although without getting too high, do you know what I mean? It was, there was some, you know, amazing basketball being played by him at times. There was, there was. 
Um, there was still, you know, some negatives in there, mainly the three-point shooting. Yeah. Because that's been an issue, and it's like, like I said in a couple of tweets last night and in the, the live thread, imagine if this team had a three-point shooter. The, the game would have been completely different at half-time. Yeah. You know, at the end of the game, uh, Nuggets hit 15 of 40 threes. And we hit eight of twenty-four. <laughs> I mean, the ones we hit seem to be pretty big. You know, Zach hit a couple of big ones, didn't he? Kobe oh, finally finally hit one in the th- in the last uh, quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, Vooch hit a couple. I think even Pat Bev got one, didn't he? Yeah. Um, but the amount of three-point shots we had that were wide open. And they just went to the wrong person. Yeah, totally. Um, AC in particular, he had two wide open looks, and uh, and blew them both. He he went none for two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, the flip side of it is we out rebounded them, mm-hmm. which is a issue we've had lately. Yeah, um, fifty to forty four. Uh, we got. More fast break, more fast break points in them, nineteen to five. Yep. Um, defensively, I think we exposed how poor a defender Jokic is. Yeah, because he's a bit like Vooch defensively, isn't he? He's there, he is. but he's not there. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, and. Points off turnovers. They've been killing us lately, and we won that one as well, eighteen to nine. And you just kind of—it makes you think, where's this Bulls team been? Right. And like I say, add a three-point shooter, and that—you know—they've proved there that they can do the the rebounding side of it. You know, the the fast breaks, the all that side of it. So you had a three-point shooter into that, and you're thinking, "Well, that's a top 16." <laughs> this is it, sure. <laughs> you know. And that's this is before we've even got into any of the individual performances as well. So, yeah. But you know, it, so it was team effort, team passion. It was there. Yeah. What What frustrates us, you know, I know we've talked about it so much, is why is that not there? Every single game, it should be there. Every single game, yeah. And I mean, well, I'll take it onto the individuals as well. Now, obviously, last episode I sort of expressed my um, frustration, should we call it, at Vooch, uh-huh. you know, and I've openly admitted all the time he's the most frustrating. Uh, member on the roster and um, there were, obviously somebody did comment um, forgive me because I haven't got it in front of me but MM I can't remember the numbers you know obviously the, I know they're a listener and I know that they're uh, they interact with us quite a lot on Twitter so we appreciate that and I appreciate the difference of opinion do you know what I mean it, it's mm-hmm. that's what we're doing it for yeah absolutely then this game last night shows why I get so frustrated with Vooch. <laughs> because the last six games, he looks like he's checked out. He pretty much admitted himself he's checked out. Yeah. And then because he wants to be number one Nicola, <laughs> he goes for 25 points, 15 rebounds, three assists, and hit a couple of threes. And it's like, where's that been the last six games? Yeah. Yeah, he you looked know, great last night. I don't know whether it's, like I've always said, I don't know if it's him or the team. And that's the most frustrating thing for me with, with him. Is is it the team don't use him properly or he can't be asked? <coughs> and, you know, obviously, and, I, and I've always said, when he's on form, Bulls win. When he's yeah. not, Bulls lose. And it's, I think that was evident last night again. You know, and, you know, one game 
doesn't change your opinion. Um, you know, like I say, this one game doesn't get me back on the ledge because I'm that far off it. So it, the one game, for, one good game for Vooch out of seven doesn't change how I feel about him. Do you know what I mean? It is whether I want him to stay next year. That's a different thing. But um, I don't know if you've got out else to say on Vooch from this game. Uh, no, just that exactly like you said. Like I mean, he had a, he had a great game last night. I, I honestly thought, like we discussed in the last pod, like it's been doing the rounds in the social media that he checked out. He was done, you know. And then he comes out and he puts in a performance like he did last night. And you're like, okay, maybe he's not done. <laughs> and I'm glad he's not done because, like you say, he is an integral part of the success of this team. But can we not get like it's, it's like we used to joke about it last season. Good Vooch, bad Vooch. Yeah. And we've been getting bad Vooch for the last five or six games. And then last night, out of nowhere, we got good Vooch. And when we have good Vooch, we have good balls. And why can't he show up like that every every game? That's the frustrating thing. And it's not just him. Why can't they do this every game? Um, yeah. you, you're going to have off nights. I'm not saying you have to be <clears throat> playing great every game. But if you turn up, you know, if you're mentally checked in, you're at least going to have some sort of a positive effect on the outcome of the game. If you step on that floor and you've already checked out or you're already in your own head, forget about it. You may as well not play. Yeah. I mean, so, obviously, we'll, we'll round out the big three. Obviously, Zach had an amazing game again. Yeah. Incredible. Um, you know, that dunk for a start was just... That was Zach of old. And the fact yeah. that Aaron Gordon was just stood in the background watching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I can't remember exactly what you said uh, in the thread last night um, about it not being a dunk contest or something. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> Zach, it's, it's not the time dunk contest. But it kind of and felt then, a bit like it. Yeah, because then I just put back, well, he's playing against Aaron Gordon, so... Yeah. It, it is. And... Um, <laughs> I'd say Aaron Gordon had night terrors last night going back to the slam dunk competition. You know, I mean, obviously, Zach, 29 points, five rebounds, four assists, two steals, 12 of 18 from the field, three of five from three. But the most impressive part was one turnover. Yes. And if I remember it correctly, he was on the sort of sideline and I can't remember who it was who took it away from him, but then he chased back and he got like a deflection, rebound yep. sort of thing. And then it led to a three-pointer down the other end. Mm-hmm. So although he turned it over, he worked his ass off to get it back. Yeah, definitely. And so, there were a couple of occasions last night as well where, you know, I had I had fear that it was going to be the same old Zach, you know, over-dribbling it, almost lost the ball a couple of times. But he stayed locked in and, and got the ball back under control uh, on both those occasions as well. So he is yeah. obviously focusing on, on that part of his game right now. Yeah. And then, I mean, obviously, Demar, he only got, well, I say he only got, he got 17 points, six rebounds, eight assists, three steals. But that's the sort of game you want to see from him. Yeah. If Zach's going to cook the way he's been cooking since the All Star break. And Demar can chip in with that kind of a stat line, then that that's a recipe for winning bulls, isn't it? Yes, it is definitely. You know, because we've said before, well, we, everyone said at the start of the year, we don't want to see uh, Demar doing what he did last year. Mm-hmm. If if he does and everyone else steps up, then fine, you know. Yeah. But when everyone else isn't stepping up, it, it, and he he ends up going ISO. It kills the bulls. So the fact that Zach is now doing what he's doing and it leaves DeMar to facilitate a little bit more, I think that's, you know, something that hopefully carries on going forward. Um, yeah, absolutely. And and on on that as well, we, we talked about this in the last kind of, I think it was the last part of the one before it maybe that P. Will is not getting the opportunity to develop or to, to grow because he's having to give him his time and his effort up to the likes of DeMar 
But when yeah. DeMar plays a game like that, where he's more of a facilitator, you know, he didn't shoot particularly well. Look, look at what P. Will did. Yeah. You know, uh, I know you haven't read out his stats yet, but um, scoreline-wise, it's it's pretty sensational. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, before we get on to P. Will, you know, if you round out the starters, Caruso, Pat Bev did exactly what you expect of him, really. Mm-hmm. Both had pretty similar stat lines. Both missed wide open threes yeah um but the defensive effort was there and that's what they're to do they're there they're there to do in the starting lineup you know which i guess is what billy's thinking is if them two can be locked in defensively then it kind of opens everything up for zach and damar and Voops to do what they need to do yeah and I mean, Caruso was actually the only player on the team with uh, a minus, plus minus. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, obviously, the bench players, you know, Kobe, uh, I think it's a typical Kobe night, really. Very cold from three. Getting mm-hmm. one of six. Um, but seven points, four rebounds, four assists. And he, he was locked in as well. Yeah, absolutely. Kobe looked good last night. I don't think his box score illustrates fairly how good a game he had. No, and I think, unfortunately for Kobe, that's what a lot of people are judging him on at the minute, is the box score. Yeah. But if you actually watch the games, he's been one of our best players. Yeah, he has. Consistently as well. And I mean, then you go to Drummond. He only got 11 minutes again but we both highlighted how how good he was last night as well yeah he was just he was just, I mean he only got two points five rebounds one assist one block but he was on your kitchen a lot of the time as well wasn't he yeah so what do you expect do you know what I mean and but we both highlighted that he was out there being Andre Drummond yeah and but then Billy chooses to only play for 11 minutes. So, I don't know what that's about. But see, you know, it, again, it, it's one of those statistics that you, you'll never see written down on a page. But Andre Drummond last night was making Jokic have to make adjustments to his game. Yeah. And that is a big contributing factor as to why Jokic wasn't the exceptional player he normally is. I mean, he still had a good game, but he didn't have an exceptional night like he normally does. And yeah, he got a double-double, didn't he? Yeah. And it was, <laughs> it was things like, you know, stat padder. Isn't that what uh, Vucevic called him? Yeah. Um, I think it was tongue-in-cheek, but still. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's those kinds of things that, that you can't see written down in black and white, but, but you notice it when you're watching the game and you can see the difference that it makes. And, you know, P. Will is another guy that does that sort of thing. Kobe's another guy that does that sort of thing. And uh, and last night, Andre Drummond was doing it with Jokic as well. Yeah. So then, obviously, purposely, I've left P. Will till the end because he got our pull of the game. Yep. Uh, obviously, off the bench. My gosh. <laughs> off the bench, he actually got 30 minutes. Um so you actually got a lot more minutes than Caruso, which kind of proves that thing of it don't really matter who starts. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Although it's all matchup depending, and yeah. you know, although um, a good a good chunk of people's minutes were garbage time. Well, yeah, but that's <laughs> yeah. But anyway, he like I say, he got the ball of the game, um, yes. and his stat line. When you compare it to that of Zach and Vooch, it doesn't really stand out. 18 points, four rebounds, one steal, one of two from three, but he was the team's highest on plus minus at 23. Yes, he was. Um, and I'll let you talk about him because this is another one that frustrates me. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
I know I know he can drive people mad and you know you see him in one game and he's like a shrinking violet and the next game you see him and he does something like this I mean he shot eight of nine from the field for 88.9 percent the first shot he got of the night was a dunk and I think from that it just sent him in an upwards trajectory that just made him play aggressive for the game he looked like he wasn't thinking as much and when P. Will isn't overthinking he is a far superior player than when he starts second guessing himself yeah um, but he just looked great I mean at one point he was backing down I think was it green and he was bumping in with his shoulder and, and I mean yeah, it was Reggie Jackson one of these some was flying Jackson, with yeah <laughs> that's it and he, he, he hit him with the, uh, with, with the shoulder as he was coming in and like, I mean, it just bounced off him like a fly off a windscreen. I mean, you know, you just, <laughs> you realise that what, that what P. Will has, if he can just nail it down to play more like this every game, we really do have something special because he's a little bit, okay, he's not quite Wimbanyama level unicorn, but he's a little bit of a unicorn in the NBA that he plays that position you know, the wing position where he has that frame with that athletic ability. He has a sweet shot, as I tend to talk about from time to time. <laughs> and now he's beginning to get assertive at the ring. And, like, there's very few players that are going to be able to hold him back, really, if he can lock into his own potential. Yeah. But that's the whole thing with him is getting his mindset where he can realize hang on a minute there's actually not that many people here who can stop me when i do my thing yeah and i do think that when we see a game where demar only scores 17 points now again only but he only scores (laughs) 17 points that opens up the opportunity for p will to kind of do a little bit more and when he gets that opportunity he he does seem to do quite well with it. I, I think I'd like to see him dribble a little less. I don't think that's working out so well for him. But, you know, he thinks he's still a point guard from college. But that aside, I think he's looking stronger and stronger and better and better. He's still slow to get there, which is the frustrating part. And, you know, he's not going to do it every game, which is even more frustrating. But if we can get him to that stage where he's, he, he's locked in, and he believes in himself a little bit more. We really have. We'll we'll look back on it and go. Actually, do you know what? We didn't do so bad with that number four pick. Yeah, I mean, my thing with him is, like you just said, you'll get a game like this out of him, and then you'll get three games where it's like, where is he? Yeah, I know. And then he'll come back with a game like this, and then another three games of, oh, is he even playing? Um. And I'm not out on him. I'm I'm not, you know, I'm I'm still on Peewell Island, as we used to say. <laughs> but I just, I don't think I'm as high on him as, well, you for a start. Yeah. And <laughs> a lot of other people. I just, I don't know. I just I don't know what it is with him. I mean, to me, you can't use his age as a thing. I know people develop it different stages and different speeds and stuff like that but it's just I don't know it just seems to be it's not like we're not trying to develop him that's the thing so when people say oh you know you let him walk and he'll be he'll turn into the next Lowry and stuff like that we are trying to develop him it just seems to be taking far too long for it to actually all click I know yeah you can say that he didn't play last year or he played 17 games last year whatever in Mm. year two but he was still there he was still watching all the video he was still around the team he was still learning what it is to be an NBA player and it just seems to be taking him too long (laughs) to put it all together on the court at the minute that's my frustration with him you know, no, I get that. I'm not saying he's not going to be, you know, I mean, I, if he does develop even into 
you know, a part of the player that everyone thinks he's going to be, then he's still going to have a crucial role on this team. Um, and I, it's like I've always said, he's not the next Kawhi Leonard. No, no, I don't think so. He's just, he's just not going to be. But if he's the next what, Michael Bridget, Mikael Bridges, however you say his name. Yeah, Mikael Bridges, yeah. That's not a bad, bad comparison. No, I'd take that. Uh, yeah. But he could also be the next, what, Bulls Lowry Markkinen, so. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, good game from him. Pull of the game, end yep. on a positive. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I don't know if you've got anything else on the game. No, just great win. That's it. Loved it. Yeah, great win. Back it up. Otherwise, it means nothing. <laughs> yeah. And we do oh, yeah. struggle against the Rockets, so. Yeah, which we'll have a look at the Rockets in a bit. <laughs> I'll uh, quickly send it to the advert and then uh, we'll come back and we've got some question time. Mm-hmm. The Call with Tim Sinclair is brought to you by Stump, the new app for iOS and Android that allows anyone to create an instant social podcast. Whether by yourself or with friends, Stump lets you connect, record, and instantly share your conversations with the world. Talk about anything with anyone and share it with everyone. It's the social network solely for audio. Download the free app from the App Store or Google Play. Or learn more at GetStump.com. Stump, your voice has a place. Welcome back. We... In the first part, I spoke about the Bulls cooking the Nuggets, uh, Lonzo injury, unfortunately. And that's pretty much it for Bulls content. So we've uh, instead of playing a game, we're going to do a little bit of question time. And it's sort of a bit random questions, in it? But all Bulls related. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what the point of it was, but Obviously, let us know your own opinions on it if uh, if you have any, and as usual, we'll we'll talk it out. So yeah, I'll let you go with the first question while I try and sort my iPad out. Okay, uh, all right. So, um, what I've gone for for the first one is if you could choose any coach in the NBA right now to replace Billy Donovan, and I don't mean available coach; I just mean any coach. If you had the choice of any coach, um. Who would you choose? Uh, and there's a lot of talk in there about Udoka and, and obviously everything that's going on with him. Mm-hmm. Lock, lock up your wives. Yeah, he did a good job with Celtics, but do we need that kind of controversy coming in from a coach? Um I don't know. I mean, Nick Nurse always does good job against us. Mm-hmm. Very seems very clever coach. Yeah, yes. Um, but I think I don't know if it's the sort of Bulls side of it, and the fact that he's actually had some some there some success. But I'd say Steve Kerr. Yeah, he'd be my. Choice. Obviously, it's never going to happen, but it'd be my choice. No, no. This is this is all hypothetical. Yeah. Uh, yes, Steve Kerr. Yeah. Okay, that's a good shout, actually. Um, I also had a special mention for Nick Nurse, um, but uh, I and I don't think you're going to like this very much. But I actually had uh, Eric Spolstra down. Um. Yeah, I don't like Heat, but he's, yeah. he's a good coach. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Can't, can't deny that. Yeah. But never really had any success either, has he? So, Well, not for a long time anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> Seems but, to be struggling a little bit with this current Heat roster, doesn't he? Yeah, although they're getting a few injuries as well. But um, I, I, I do always find that he's quite good at dealing with um, quite big... Uh, egos and characters and Jimmy Butler well Jimmy Butler Jimmy's a law unto himself (laughs) 
but um, going back a little bit further, you know, with Dwayne Wade and all that, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess with like him and Steve Kerr, it's that longevity as well, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not flashing the you know, pain Yeah, and obviously you can add pops into that as well, couldn't you? Who's, and he's yeah. actually going to retire at the end of this year. Eventually. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh, when when he does, he's going he's to go down as one of the greatest coaches that, uh, ever. Do you know? If yeah, not, I think if the not. whole. The whole NBA will sort of applaud that, won't they? Do you know what I mean? And maybe Definitely. do something for it. Definitely. And well deserved. So yeah, yeah. Um, now my first question is a bit. Uh, well, I guess it's something we've probably spoke about a lot before. But who would you want in clutch situations, Demar or Zach? <sighs> okay. Well, I guess. Last year, if I could get that Demar back, <laughs> I'd take Demar. <laughs> but at the moment, well, our biggest struggle seems to be even getting the ball to a shooter uh, in clutch <laughs> situations lately. But uh, right now, the way he's shooting and the confidence he seems to have, I would certainly take uh, Zach over Demar at the moment. The way they're playing, yeah, I would. I wouldn't go for Vooch. <laughs> whatever that was the other night yeah. I mean obviously the thing is we've always mentioned that the last play or them inbounds are designed for Demar that's mm-hmm. how it seemed to have gone and then when we've changed it it's gone even worse mm-hmm. uh, as we saw with Zach was it against Wizards where he don't know what it was he attempted to do but he didn't <laughs> get the continuation and all that sort of stuff Yeah, and then do the night, like you say, trying to get it to him and it ends up with Vooch doing a weird off balance <laughs> one leg, you know, D- so. Dirk Nowitzki impression. Yeah, but you kind of think that if you get it to Zach, chances are he puts it up. If you don't yeah. put it up, if it's the right situation, he tries to get to the rim and draws a foul. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. I, okay. Yeah, I, I, I guess to wheel it back a little bit on that, listening to you kind of explaining it there has made me kind of think a little bit more on it. If I could take a catch and shoot Zach shot, (laughs) I would go with Zach. If it's Zach having to create the shot for himself, I'd take DeMar because I think DeMar is better in those situations at taking a few dribbles or, you know, creating a bit of space for himself to take a shot. I think he's he's superior to Zach in that respect. But if Zach is going to catch it and do a step back or catch it and shoot, I'll take Zach. Yeah, Demar's better at hitting the contested shots and drawing the contact, isn't he? So yeah, or he was last year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your your next question. Okay, so there's been a lot of overpassing, um, allowing the shot clock to expire this season. Do you think players such as P-Will, Kobe, etc., are afraid to shoot it in those um, situations, or are they just not aware enough of the time and the shot clock? I think it comes down to inexperience more than anything. Um you know, how many times, like you just said, do you see the ball going around, comes to P. Will, <laughs> and you think, shoot it. Yeah. There's two seconds left. And then he throws a bit of a hospital pass to somebody like Zach or yeah. Damar, and they end up rushing that last shot. Um, again, does it come down to the ball going through too many sets of hands and nobody actually having a clue? what to do do you know what I mean if Zach hadn't took a shot after with 19 seconds left on the shot clock is P. Will standing there thinking hang on what's going on here <laughs> why, why have I got the ball with 15 seconds left I need yeah. to pass it but I can't shoot it oh I've got the ball back with two seconds left fuck get rid of it yeah you know, it's like hot potato yeah so it kind of feels like if Zach or Demar haven't took the shot nobody else knows what to do yeah I mean, Kobe will quite happily put him up. He's not hitting them very well at the minute, but no. at least he'll cons- consistently put them up. 
he don't get in his own head with it. Um, yeah, I think it's just a, a lack of experience and a. I think it just goes back, like a bit of a fear that they're doing the wrong thing if they take the shot. That's what I think it is. I, I think there is a fear of, uh, oh, hang on, I'm not that guy. You know, I, 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 only, I only shoot it when there's like 10 or 12 seconds left on the clock. I don't put it up when yeah. there's three or four seconds left on the shot. That's, that's down to the big three. And then yeah. they get in their own head that way and pass the ball out. And by that time, you know, there's too little time left on the clock. And so it results in either a very, very poor effort or an effort after the buzzer. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously we've seen what happens when P. Will does actually shoot it. So mm. there's no need to keep moving it. Uh, right. My second question, a bit more light-hearted and hypothetical, really, but Dale and Terry or Terry Taylor in the rotation? I don't think we've seen enough of Terry Taylor to make a decision. Um, I, I, I think Terry Taylor probably brings a little bit of something more that we need than Dale and Terry does, but I just I just love that kid. <laughs> I love Dale so much. Yeah. I think he's just, he's more than just what he does on the court it's what he does on the sideline. Um, he lifts spirits and he has that energy. And, and, you know, even if he comes in and doesn't do much, he'll chase the ball around and, and he will inject some bit of energy, which we're seriously lacking in a lot of the time. So I, I would go with Dalen over, over Terry. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only reason why I asked is because obviously they are different, different players, different, yeah. um, obviously different positions. And obviously Terry Taylor, I know it's G League, but obviously like last night for Windy City, was it 29 points, 14 mm-hmm. rebounds? Yep. Even just getting half of that off the bench, you know, I mean, I know he's not going to get that many minutes to put up that sort of thing and whether he actually fits and stuff like that. But, you know, even them few minutes where we did see him, was it against Nets where he made his debut? Mm-hmm. Um... He looks like quite a high IQ player. He seemed to be in the right spot, so just, the ball just didn't go to him. Um, and he's quite a solid-looking player, isn't he? Yeah. He's not particularly tall, but he's solid. So, yeah, it was just obviously a bit of play on the names more than anything as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, realistically, we probably don't see any of them in the rotation towards the end of the year, but, you know, putting less garbage time, so... Yeah. So who who would you um, rather see out of the two of them? Um, I'd quite like to see Terry Taylor get a chance, just to see what he can actually do. But okay. at the same time, he can't cannot want to see Dale. I mean, I've been pushing the play Dale and thing for a long time. Yeah, and you know, like you say, it's what he brings off the court more than anything as well. Um, you know, as when I do the game time uh, posts, <laughs> he's usually the one dancing on it. So, um, yeah. And he headbutts stanchions and stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to see more Dylan, but I think unfortunately, just the way the roster constructed, you've got more chance of seeing someone like Terry Taylor than him. You know, positional needs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, so your last question. Okay. So, I have two to choose from. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with this one, right? So, again, hypothetical. Not including Dynasty players, right? So, Dynasty players are off the table. Yeah. Who, would, who would you slot into this team from Bull's Law <laughs> that would make an instant difference to what we're lacking? Still active or... No, 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 no. If, if you could take them out of their time and put them into the team right now. Um, post-Dynasty. Or pre-Dynasty, if that's your one. Um, it's all on positional need again, isn't it? 
Yeah. Really. Obviously, we're lacking that point guard, but I, th- I think it's got to be Joe. Yeah. Joe Kim Noah. Yep. Uh, um, you know, because he just brings that energy, that intensity. And he was good with it as well. You know, the defensive capabilities and... Yeah, so that would be my choice. Yeah, I would have gone the same way. Joakim. I think Joakim makes an instant difference to this team. Yeah. Um, Whether it's in the starting lineup or <clears throat> off the bench, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, know that what you, you knew what you were going to get with him. Yeah. And he will not allow players to dip their heads um, when leads are being blown or... Uh, things aren't quite going right, he will be there firing everybody up and keeping morale going. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of similar to my last question, to be fair. That's why I asked if it was active or not. Okay. Um, if you could bring one active bull, uh, former bull, back, who would it be and why? Ah, okay. Um... Okay, I, I would pick. I think the obvious answer is Lowry, but I'm not going to go with Lowry because I think if you bring Lowry back to Chicago, you don't get the player you're seeing right now in, in Utah. Yeah. So I'm going to go someone who is unfortunately at the latter end of his career, but I think he still has enough in the tank to make a difference, and that's Taj. All right. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I just, I love Taj's work ethic. Um, I know he is kind of reaching retirement, but I still think off the bench, he can make enough of a difference. He can play the four or the five. He can rim rim protect. Uh, He can still run, and um, he's not a bad passer of the ball either. So, yeah. Yeah. um, My choice was Bobby Portis. Okay. Um, Breezy I think yeah I think since he's left he's found found his role mm-hmm. um, especially obviously with Bucks unfortunately and I think you just kind of know what you're going to get with him mm-hmm. you know aggression you know it rebounding he can occasionally hit threes as well now can't he so yeah Oh, he seems to do well against us. So yeah, that'll be, that'll that's, be done as well. that's also because he never wanted to leave the Bulls. I think he felt kind of a bit hard done by being let go by by us, and uh, I think he's always kind of used that as a a catalyst to play well against us. To be honest, yeah. So yeah, that was uh, my three questions. Um, just a little bit of discussion, opinion, I guess, as well. Yeah. Um, like I say, if you're listening and you want to add your opinions in, then let us know in the comments. And we'll finish with a look ahead to the Rockets game, which we've kept mentioning. Yep. Uh, obviously, it's Saturday night, Sunday morning for us. Um, and as everyone knows, Rockets are coming in as the worst team in the league. They actually face Pacers tonight, and at the minute they've got a record of fifteen and fifty. <laughs> and guess who one of them fifteens against? <laughs> I don't know. Tell me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they just don't seem a good match up for us, do they? For some strange reason, they're young. They're athletic. They don't. They don't go away, and I think that's a real problem for us. <laughs> I mean, looking at the injury report for tonight, I mean, he's only just come back, but he's listed as out. Is KPJ? He's the only player on the injury report for him. Okay. Which you know, I, I like KPJ, and yeah, uh, but they've just got. You know, like Jalen Green can quite easily just go off, can't he? Yes. You know, Sengun seems to be one of them players that oh. Vooch just... Yeah. I don't know what it is. 
Young, I've, in his face, didn't, yeah, just doesn't seem to do very well against him. No, Alperen Sengun, Sengun, however you pronounce his surname, he always seems to step up against us. He always seems to have a bit of a game. And like you say, Vooch, Vooch just struggles with any big that's able to kind of move his feet quicker than he can. <laughs> Vooch is 99% of the league. Pretty much everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess I'll ask you the question. How does it go, win or lose? Oh, I have no clue is the honest answer. <laughs> um, I mean... <laughs> That's depressing in itself. Isn't it, isn't it? <laughs> I, every, every bit of common sense and reasoning off the back of that game against the Nuggets says we should win. Um, but then, do you know, this season, this team... Uh, we could end up getting blown out by him or just struggling against it. It just could go absolutely anyway. <laughs> but I'm going to keep the faith. I'm going to try and, and crawl my feet back up onto that ledge a little bit. And I'm going to say that we uh, we take it. But I don't think it's going to be easy. I'm not sure I understand. Yeah, that pretty I, much sums up all, doesn't it? I agree. <laughs> Thanks. There was that Siri. That was Siri. Yeah, that was Siri joining in. Yeah, I don't understand either. So I'm with you on that one. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll go with what she said. I don't understand. Um, <laughs> I don't understand which way this game's going to go. Like we said before, that Nuggets win means Jack if we don't beat Rockets yeah and we should beat Rockets we should destroy the Rockets hands down yeah because they're the worst team in the league I mean that, all right, that doesn't mean they get blown out every week or every game um, cause I think they're actually on a bit of a winning streak at the minute aren't they um, I don't actually I think they've maybe well I say winning streak maybe won the last two something like that uh, let me just get it up um, no, no, they lost the last game. Okay, talking crap. Um, <laughs> I think they got a couple of wins against Spurs, who obviously started tanking drastically as well. So, yeah, yeah, obviously it's in Houston as well, where they're currently nine and twenty-three. So, it's. It don't mean anything, does it? <laughs> no. The the odds are in our favour, which is a scary prospect. Yeah. Um well, there you go. Last ten. They're two and eight in the last ten. So okay. they probably lost the last one and did win the two before that. Maybe I was I wasn't skitting out. Um Yeah. I just, I I don't know. I'm gonna let's say I'm not going to get too high. I'm not going to get too low. But I'm going to go positive and I'm going to say we win and we win by more than 10. Oh, but you're not going to get positive? No, I'm not going to get too high. I'm going to get positive. (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. You know, yeah. So, yeah, I'll go all out. We win by 10 or more. And I'll even throw my, my... pre-pog in there as well bull of the game I'm going to say Demar okay I think he's due a big game yeah you would think so Um, I'm not so sure that he's able right now I think he's uh, still carrying that injury and it's hindering him he's not letting on but I think that's the case yeah but um, no, I, I think we've we've uh, we moved it to P. Will for the last game where it could have been Zach. Zach is on a streak right now. I'm going to give it to Zach. I reckon he'll get Pog. Right. Yeah, I just sort of throw the extras in there just to um, see who gets bragging rights because none of us <laughs> has bragging rights after the Nuggets game. So, That's true. Um, <laughs> which I'm not bothered about. <laughs> just take yeah. Yeah, obviously we'll be back next week. Uh, we've only got two games next week as well, I think. Ah, okay. I'm, I'm kind of enjoying these because it's given us a little bit of rest in between. So 
Yeah, um, towards the end of the month, we've got a 3.30 a.m. tip, haven't we? Yeah, exactly. So get as little sleep as we can in as, <laughs> in as much time before then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've got nothing else. Don't know if you have. Nothing. So yeah, um, if you're stuck with it, thanks for listening. I'd say any of the questions or opinions that we've put across, if you want to have your say, jump in the comments. And as usual, I've been Matt, and you can find me on Twitter at Matt C Red UK, and you can find us on all the socials at C Red UK. And I've been Neil. You can find me on Twitter at Neil C Red UK. As always, we'd like to thank you for tuning in. Please feel free to leave comments, like we said. Uh, have a little uh, say on our little questions. Uh, give your opinion. We'll have a look at them. We'll uh, write back. Uh, we always enjoy reading them. Uh, we're both very active on the socials and we do try to get back to most comments. Don't forget to uh, subscribe and give us the all-important five-star review. Uh, we also have that Sea Red UK group that I keep talking about on Facebook. If that's any interest to you, come and join us there. Um, we do post an awful lot on there. We talk at all, uh, about games. We have polls. And then we have the live game threads. So do come and join us there if you're interested. Until next time, wherever you are in the world, see red and go balls. Yeah.